and they were struggling with it. And so he wanted to make sure that he drove home the point that such sin can be destructive in our life and the lives of others and for our families. Here in the 21st century, we face in our society a shift, a shift from Christian values and norms. And we also struggle with this as well, as practicing Christians, specifically Orthodox Christians. And I say practicing because even if we're baptized, even if we have an affiliation, even if we have a label, or we have a membership, it doesn't make us practicing Christians. Practicing Christians are those Christians who follow the values and teachings of Jesus Christ as written in His Word. But then again, even practicing Christians, we struggle with this. Maybe not by committing the act, but also by internalizing our own feelings, our own thoughts. And being a priest now, for nine years going on to ten. This is one of the primary struggles of us Christians living in this world. And so then, how? How do we deal with sexual immorality? The Apostle Paul didn't put it in there because he was like, let me just talk about something because I have nothing else to talk about. But his people were dealing with it. And guess what? Every single generation deals with it. We're dealing with it now. And we have to address it. So how do we not fall into its prayer? How do we overcome these challenges? The Apostle James says in chapter 1 verse 14 to 15, you thought it, then it became a desire, and then it became sin, and then it became spiritual death. So if you look back and trace where all of it came from, we'll realize that it's from a thought, that it's from this idea that came into our mind. Now, you and I, we're all people. We're all human beings. We have many weaknesses. And we are all striving to do this Christian thing together. Let me speak to you about something that I have practiced in my life, which has helped me. Being a priest and being a deacon for seven years, and a seminarian for three or four years. We have to develop these spiritual disciplines, otherwise we'll crash and burn. And it's not because we have these disciplines perfectly lined up, or we know exactly what we're doing. 
is because humbly we present what we know and what we practice. Our thoughts come from our memory. So you remember, the Apostle James says, the thought becomes the desire, the desire becomes the sin, the sin becomes spiritual death. So we must first deal with the thought. In our life, from the time that we're born to the time that we pass away, we're accumulating memory into us. Everything is memory. The memory that we have in terms of what is male and female, the memory that we have in terms of the colors that we see. What we experience, that becomes also part of our memory. So for example, if someone walks by, the things that I might think about in regard to that person is from my memory. The fact that I know that that person is wearing a certain color, that's from my memory because I learned it in the past. All thoughts are products of memory that is inside of our body. But those thoughts don't have to take over us because we have to realize that the thought is not us. The way your thoughts run in your head, that is not who you are as a person. If you're able to separate the two, then what happens is something like this, that you don't feel guilty about the thoughts that you have. One of the things that the evil one always does is he tries to berate you about your thoughts and what you're thinking. If you realize that those thoughts are there, and that they are there because they're presenting themselves from the memory that you've accumulated, both positive and negative, but most cases, when it comes to sexual immorality, it's negative, and we are then putting that in front of our periphery. But if we let go, if we learn to understand that those thoughts are not really who I am, then we'll be able to separate that. I want to give you a demonstration. I thought about calling up someone, but uh, maybe call up Hadith. I'm not calling him up because he's a seminary. All right? Just kidding. I am calling him up. Do you want to sanitize your hand? If you want to bring that up, you can bring that down. I can sanitize my hand as well. CBC back. Alright, so I'm going to ask you to cup your hands. Just one hand. Okay, so this palm is your brain. Okay, this is your thought. These are your thoughts. Let's imagine a thought, okay, and we're relating it to sexual morality because that's uh, the subject for today. Let's imagine that this is your brain and this is your thought. Now, just Pull it back and forth without drop. So that's your, these are your thoughts that come into your brain. They roll around in your mind. They sit there for a while. And that's fine. You know, as long as it's present there, and they're there, you still realize that it's present. But what most of us do, and I'm saying this humbly, even I do myself, 
is we grasp onto the thought. When you grasp onto that thought, you then are making that thought a part of your personhood. When it doesn't need to be. This is where guilt comes in. This is where pain comes in. This is where all sorts of other things come in. We start to entertain and then we, it goes on and on and on as James says. But you can let go, drop it. That's what we should do with our thoughts. Drop our thoughts. Right? But even if it's in our palm and moving around, just let it be. Just let thank you for the just let it happen that way. Don't let it metamorphosize and take another shape. And when we do this, we'll also learn how to control our body. When you control your mind, you control your body. And how do we do that? First, as I already said, by not getting guilty about any thoughts. Just allowing them to be there. Hello, hi, thoughts, you're there, bye. You know? And just let it go. Just let it go. And secondly, by doing the Jesus prayer. Jesus prayer is, is a really effective strategy, strategy to meditate and to bring unto into submission in control the control of the mind. The Jesus prayer, and then finally fasting. So with, with these tools that the church has given to us, I hope and pray that we can control what we think, what, our thoughts, so that God can provide for us blessings in our life. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we submit before you all of our thoughts. And we ask that you allow them to pass, the, pass away. Pass on, God. And give us the strength, oh Lord Jesus Christ, to be the person that you have called us to be. Children of the light, compassion. Children of grace, peace and mercy. And Lord, if any thought would come in, or any idea would come in to our minds, we ask that you give us the strength to let it pass on by. We submit all things to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we celebrate the life of Paramala Tirimeni. Tomorrow is his... Uh, feast day, so we're going to have Kukliun specifically for him and also a Pramiyun and Sadro. So please join in in praying to Paramala Thirimeni that he may, that our Lord Jesus Christ may have mercy upon our souls. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, hallelujah. Like cedars of Lebanon, they shall grow. They shall flourish.